0: for like at the end of the day, the hospital has to close and they're racing for something.
1: Well, uh, at the end of the film, uh, as, okay, getting us into act three, uh, the three doctor interns, the three male interns, get into a lot of trouble and they're gonna get kicked out. But then there was like a bus crash and all these people filled the ER and it was them who like saved the day one of the people they saved was a billionaire and so he donates to the hospital a quadrillion cool. dollars and then they're not kicked out because they saved the day but that's as far as we go for plot you know
0: a canadian billionaire i created ketchup french uh potato chips
1: right in canadian money he is a billionaire in american money he's a high millionaire
0: yeah. high millionaire Salionaire, as McDonald's would say.
1: So now, like, they're going to have to deliver a baby. And remember, they're just students. Although they've been all the way through med school, this is their the final period on the end of a sentence for a doctor to be... You no, know, now you're out in the real world, but with real patients. And so what we're learning is, like, this is their first time being real doctors, and they got to go all the way and be real doctors. Now, and nobody just, wears surgical masks
0: i have a bad movie beef and this is what it. this scene is exactly it uh-huh. is that if you're gonna do like a child being born comedy bit do it at the end of the movie how can you top that how can you top given birth you can do another hour of show like that should be the finale okay. i you know freddie got fingered whether you love it or hate it He's delivering (laughs) babies 20 minutes into that movie. Probably why I hate that film, honestly. But that's just like... Well,
1: we'll never see the baby born. It's just a comedic bit.
0: So there's no payoff? Of course we want to see the baby born. Just move on. Have the baby with a cigar and a little hat saying, (laughs) I did it, you know?
1: Okay, so his mom will come in because she's a a gynecologist and she will like save the woman's life and then peter will be mad you is it intern mom's visit day and
0: <laughs> not that the kid's okay
1: it's not good it's not good
0: i'm sorry i made you watch this three times two times <laughs> yes.
1: this is my yeah. fourth time yes brutal <clears throat> they're they're having cutesy cutesy love things there's like this, somebody thinks that the bed that four people died in in a row is haunted, and I don't know. It's not good. He's under oh, there, right now. In real life, a lot of people just run and out. Don't worry, Doctor Bonnard is one of the best gynecologists oh, in the country. Then why didn't she deliver my kid? Oh no, I'm not here. You're here. I see you. We'll get in there and do your job, Mister Bonnard. And I are
0: perfect. Okay, there we go. It's the music, I can't listen to In real
1: life, she is, her name's Sue Huff, and she's a politician from Alberta, Canada. She was the acting leader of the Alberta Party from November 23rd, 2010 to May 2011. And she served as a public school trustee from Edmonton, which is where this is filmed. So now- That's that's great. Yeah. So maybe because this is government finance, she's in the film. I don't know. But the thing is, this is 2004 before she became a, like a prominent politician. So I kind of don't get it.
0: Well, did, was she like an actor or a comedian? Maybe she was like one of those comedians who like like a little politically act and then just moved into politics.
1: Well, when you look her up on IMDb, this is her only credit and it just talks about her as a politician. And she is, like, almost exactly my age. That's the only other interesting thing about her to me.
0: Well, that's great that She was giving birth back in 2004, Carl. Way to go. Yeah. Woo. Oh, that's mom, right?
1: Give me hugs. Yeah, or something like that. Huggy booze.
0: Way to kill the moment. Carl, are you gonna just talk about the quality of that guy? other the guys.
1: Well, those guys are there for obviously they had an accident. Their butts have yeah. cracks right down the middle.
0: Right down the middle. Oh, finally, scene two with the. Deck. Selling off hospital equipment and chasing nurses. That was it. Our second scene. I've seen more scene. Oh, third scene.
1: No, no, he'll be out throughout the film. This is no cameo. <laughs>
0: in what? Oh, he'll be in the rest of the movie. Yeah, he'll be in scene seventeen, scene nineteen, scene nineteen A, as regulated in the movie Canadian Film Guild. He's gonna get it on. I'm missing this movie. I was done with my Dan Aykroyd. Did you like it?
1: Very nice, Michael.
0: Thank you. I was impersonating Dan Aykroyd in the movie from two thousand four. But
1: I'm serious about Dan Aykroyd. In terms of his acting, he is one note. He's always Dan Aykroyd. Always.
0: Yeah, but there's a certain madness to his method, right? There's a certain like, ha-ha, the absurdity of life of listening to bureaucratic prattle on while just supposed, against supernatural forces. I mean, is there a joke to it? I mean, some people have a stick that lasts because it it resonates to your soul. Like, there must be something that that clings when you see Dan Aykroyd perform I mean I've seen him in hundreds of movies
1: We see Dan Aykroyd, he sounds exactly the same.
0: Right, but I'm saying like there must be a reason for that. Like what is the point yeah, laziness, of, of that style?
1: laziness? Come on, let's act, be a different Come person. This.
0: But I'm saying, like, comedy-wise, there's always, like, a a spark that you always, like... You watch Mike Myers because he has this something silly about life in him.
1: Great example. Great example. Mike Myers will be Austin Powers, but he will be Dr. Evil in the very same movie. 100% different guy. You will see him in all of his uh, Saturday Night Live sketches. He's in the bathtub going, boom, watch you! He's a completely different guy. He's, um... Uh, party time excellent right, yeah. he's got range but range like
0: there's, there's but there's always like a spark like you keep coming back because you enjoy the view he has like the there's something comedic that you know you see in adam sandler you see in him what about dan Aykroyd? there must be a reason why i keep watching his movies no it's the same like laundry list
1: So anyway, but, this uh, is funny because they just met in the waiting room, and now they're all kissy-kissy, and then we find out, like, she's got chlamydia and herpes and everything, and so he has to be like, put on the brakes.
0: Oh, the doctor's about to announce it in front of him? I'm here to give you your chlamydia shot. Oh, look at how he wipes his mouth off.
1: sorry. <laughs>
0: I just need a hug, doctor. Just need a hug. Oh, there's the Jaws music in the background.
1: So that's it. This movie is a series of comedic bits. Oh, I yeah. watched this scene. Uh, I invite you, audience, to watch it, but there will be poop all over Peter.
0: Classy bag joke?
1: Yes, and I'm not looking right. at the camera. You let me know when it's over.
0: All right, I'll let you know. There's no need for me to uh, do an inter- to let you know when it's over. I will I'll tell you when it's over. Oh, my God, it's still not over, Carl.
1: Now, this was all filmed in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and they're in a real hospital. This hospital was getting sold, and so it was emptied, and the government said, you can have it for this cheap, cheap amount. Now, the government gave four and a half million million dollars for this film. And the thing is, it was funded 100% by the government. Now, one of the things Dave Thomas was saying in his interviews, both the one I read and saw, is that, like, in Canada, the government will give you 75% of the budget, but you got to come up with that other 25, and that always kills you, you know, trying to find it.
0: So did he ask for like Edna to sponsor this movie or is there product placement? Do they drink like Canadian Coke or something? Canadian club?
1: No. Like I just told you, this is one of the rare occasions in which they were able to have it a hundred percent funded. So it was a walk 100%. in the park. Now there was a producer, his name is Josh Miller. He went to Dave Thomas and said, look, I got a way I can get a movie a hundred percent funded, but you got to come up with the movie. So Dave Thomas had in his mind this a long time ago, but it was going to be a TV show. And then Scrubs came out and he was like, ah, God damn it. So right. this guy came to him and said, hey, movie. And that's why he threw this together. They are on a date in. She said, I'll go on a date with you, but only if we're working, which I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. So this is the date. And he's got wine, and she's softening up and really liking him. And, and when you uh, mentioned
0: Scrubs, this movie, I could see it in a different light. Like it, mm-hmm. it makes it a little bit more watchable, I guess, if I kind of view it like that.
1: Okay. So Dave like Thomas a wanted to do a, t- a sitcom, like Yeah. Yeah. And and this movie was what ended up happening when he when, when Scrubs came out, he was just like, I'm not even gonna bother. So This was uh, released as white. Okay, this was going to be White Coats. That was the title that um, Dave Thomas wanted. And when it was released on DVD in the United States, they went with the name White Coats. Okay. Well, in Canada, the marketing people were like, White Coats isn't funny. It doesn't let you know it's a comedy. Let's make it called Intern Academy." intern academy and they did it because of the police academy movies they thought it would subliminally make you think it was a comedy
0: well i i actually went to intern academy and then when i was done i had learned the tools to become an intern Uh uh-huh yeah so i'm actually i'm really in the hole i didn't really think this through because i have to i have loans from intern academy and then my internship doesn't cover it
1: so now um, we're getting another comedic bit in which she's like I need a blood urine and stool sample and he's like what what and then the wife goes she needs your underwear
0: that's a good joke
1: now we have a sex bit and which she's like not there for OGBYN stuff but he's and she's like don't leave she gets all horny uh
0: is this the same room they shot it in every scene
1: i don't know they had a whole Uh, hospital okay now here's the maid and she's unplugging life support so she can plug in her vacuum uh it's just another comedic bit what
0: our title is let us watch a full-length movie sometimes movies you can't watch by yourself even though you had watched this
1: now they think they're finding the ghost, and then they find because the ghost that she keeps unplugging it. it. Right, so we find out that it's been her. She's killed three or four people by unplugging their life support while she vacuums.
0: She's the night nurse. Remember, like the killer who like kills people in their night. In the night, sister Mercy, nurse of Mercy. Well, is she going to go to jail or are we going to watch that?
1: Well, like, they're going to take her to Dan Aykroyd to, like, she doesn't speak English. She speaks Russian.
0: Uh, Is he going to speak Russian back to her?
1: Well, that'll be the joke.
0: Uh, But I read, I saw it coming.
1: So it's the middle of the night. You see, Dan Aykroyd never leaves the hospital. He lives there. A what problem sounds, sounds like one Spanish one to me.
0: Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like Russian.
1: But wait till you hear him talk. It's clearly Russian. Oh, Yanis Nala, like the You understood her? Of course I understood her. I don't hire people I don't understand. I go to the Ukraine a couple of times a year, bring back a dozen of them, help them get their landed immigrant status. Go back, get a dozen more. Call it a, an internship for cleaning ladies. She knows what you did wrong. Oh, my God. Okay. Go Let's have some ice wine. You understood that, didn't you?
0: Of huh? uh, Dan Eckroyd, scene three. Do an account.
1: <laughs> now, this it's guy, here's Matt Frewer, and turn it up because he's like, it's funny. All
0: right. I was just going to say, this might be the most recent film I've seen Dan Aykroyd in, 2004?
1: Uh-huh. Right. Now, we saw... Now, I, I meant for you to turn it up at this earlier. <laughs> never mind. Um, Dan Aykroyd we saw in Diamonds with Kurt...
0: 1999. Yeah. hmm. So that and was five years prior.
1: He did Gross Point Blank that year. Um, right. And he was a member of the Order of Canada in 1999, which is the second highest honor for, of like, it's kind of like being knighted or something.
0: So he's Sir Dan Aykroyd in Canada?
1: No, they don't go by Sir, but it's like that same sort of prestigious government award.
0: OBE, eh? OBE.
1: Yeah. We're going to figure out what killed John Doe 5 today. Very well did my scalpel. And we're going to start
0: with Ms. <laughs> no. No, it's... Yeah, I mean, I'm happy there's no music to it, but this, I'm telling you the, the direction, and maybe it's just because they had to get it in and get it out. It's just back and forth. Right, yeah' like yep. ping pong
1: it's just a lot of not funny stuff, and like, like, um, Mitzi will say to um, okay, let's see here, I got her um her name's uh Christine Lee in the movie, Jane McLean. she's the Asian one there. she'll go Mitzi'll go, do I look Amish with this hairstyle? It's like a lot of unfunny jokes.
0: Do you feel that when people crank out movies and they appear on like Film Rise or what have you, that there's a certain genre they need to hit? So it's action, they have certain action points, and this is like the best we could do for comedy. Like, if you're going to crank out a comedy, it's not going to really elevate more than this. I mean, they, they shoot the scenes, they get in, they get out.
1: Yeah, but Dave Thomas does not consider, I'm going to just crank out some movie. He was all the hundred percent behind this. This was his baby. He thinks this is a work of art.
0: It has a lot of heavy hitters. I mean, I love Dave Thomas, you know, I don't know. I I can't, I can't defend it. It's not funny. It's nothing really happens. There's no basic confused. They were going to get their ass whipped at the end of the film. I got that. (laughs)
1: So um, there's something funny, which you'll consider racist because it is. Uh, he, he has Peter do the surgery. And then um, Christine Lee is like, I'll do it. And he goes, hold on, Miss MSG. There we go. Got it. You, you heard it at the perfect time. He called him Doogie Hauser.
0: Well, that's not fair. Doogie was a lot younger than he
1: was. Oh, oh, I get it. (laughs) That is true.
0: That's you as like a... I could see you like... I could see myself knowing me as a comedy host, me as a doctor, like, right, all right, your next doctor coming on to perform. (laughs) You know, he's a good writer. Give it up for... What does he mean by good writer? Now I can't
1: concentrate. Now he is... um, We're going to see a disgusting throw up in the cadaver scene now. All
0: right, you And I won't be brother. watching. I've already seen a man covered in shit, a baby being born, and we're not even an hour into this film.
1: Right. Well, now he's gonna Ralph into Ralph's chest.
0: I don't think I've ever seen that before in my life.
1: Well, someone pushed a little hard
0: on the chest, didn't they? <laughs>
1: I'm not watching.
0: Well, there's a continuity error, obviously, around his face. Oh, you stopped watching.
1: Now, there were working titles for this film. It was called An Intern's Diary, and that was because we had the voiceover. You know right. White Coats. That's the one they ended up with. And um, in Italian, when this film was released, it was La Papitae du Sexy del Mundo, which is the sexiest hospital in the world, which I don't think is appropriate.
0: I don't know. That cadaver looks pretty hot. Look at that nose. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have you, to disagree with you on that. Is he doing you do nose jokes?
1: You nose organs yes well he's not doing a nose joke but but now those those organ
0: jokes are awful
1: the the setup was this cadaver's unidentified so we can do whatever the fuck we want with them and then they're like they've identified the cadaver's family and
0: they're there right there with the kids and the body's covered in puke carl
1: yes with no nose nose cut off Do you think
0: he has like a Joel McHale kind of like acting style?
1: I don't know who that is.
0: Uh, he was in stuff.
1: Oh yeah, uh, he's in an be- animal thing. Yeah. Now Dave Thomas will just rib Peter. You know, I don't oh, know yeah. what's worse, puking in a cadaver or telling the wrong family that. Man, if your doubts would really
0: be appreciated.
1: He said um you should go to um you should be a doctor at a like a Christian Science Center or a man oh
0: that's <laughs> clever I haven't heard that one before says so every Christian scientist the worst so part about playing... hurting oh go ahead Carl right.
1: well it doesn't matter it never pays off there's no plot throughout this whole film
0: All right, well, I was going to make a Christian Scientist joke, but I, I think I uh, I won't.
1: So Finally, you're strip club. saying like, you should go out and take your mind off of it. So they all go to this Edmonton strip club. And uh, that's what we'll see.
0: Where they, they're fully dressed?
1: He didn't want that. They don't use the same ratings we do here in the States. He said, I'll get an R rating in the States, but I don't want an X rating. But the point of this scene is we'll find out that Mitzi is a stripper at night because she's everything sexy, sexy in this whole film.
0: Well, isn't that the old
1: canard that
0: you have to strip your way to through medical school?
1: She, she will say that. She'll say that to Peter. She'll now f- get into a serious relationship with Peter. And that'll be the thing. She's doing this to get through med school. So now they're just bumping into Mitzi, not realize you know, finding out she's a stripper. And she's really good.
0: And there's six people on stage. And now she's going to be like, wait a minute. These one third of my audience are my coworkers. Right. I didn't notice it till now.
1: And so she'll be embarrassed, just like she was with the sperm in the mouth. She'll run away. Peter!
0: Peter? Hi, Missy.
1: What? what? workers! Time. Clip, 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 clip. Oh, heels make you run so silly.
0: Yeah, let's rewind that.
1: So now, once again, we'll have not funny stuff in which Peter tries to prove that, like... Like, trying to make... I don't know. Take away the embarrassment. He'll start stripping.
0: Oh, that's terrible. Is she in the poster? They walked into a strip club and didn't see Naughty Nurse?
1: There's Naughty Nurse. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. This is the most awkward bachelorette party I've been to.
1: This is... um, Look, he'll start taking off his clothes to... Try to make—I don't know—it's dumb. And then but they've
0: already—they've already did it, right? Like, is he trying to flirt with her?
1: No, she had she gave a blowjob to Peter. Uh, oh, wait, okay. am I backwards here? Hold on a second. Pat Kelly is who we're watching. Dave, yeah, right. This is Pat Kelly, who's Dave Dodd. No, no, Pat Kelly's the womanizer one, and this is Peter Olring, who's the nerd one with doctor parents and okay. so she gave a BJ to Pat Kelly and now she'll sleep with she'll become the boyfriend of Peter olring, And the joke will be he's got a huge uh dick. He's got a huge dick. That's all right. That's, that's what
0: I bet. That's what she said.
1: And <laughs> now
0: Go ahead, Carl, please.
1: Well, now Chris, she, he will inspire Christine Lee to tip the girl. She'll he, she'll incorrectly put it in her butt. The stripper will freak out. And then uh, Marlon will give her a bunch of money. And she goes, if you keep these Benjamins coming, you can put your whole fist in there. And they'll go, ew, I'm out of here. And they'll all leave.
0: All right, well, this movie got interesting. Is it? It's an ass. They might might have, this might be the American x-ray version. Hey! Also, it's American money, right, Carl? Yes. So is this America?
1: No, it has no value in Canada. Actually, I guess this is America. I don't know. I never even thought about it.
0: There you go, fist in my ass. We're out of here.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Way to walk a room.
1: So now we'll see his huge dick, and that'll be another hilarious comedic. You see the candle that looks like a dick? She's all about sex, this girl.
0: Well, that looks like one of those uh, water carriers, whatever Uh you drink from. What's the drink? What's in it? It's uh, alcohol,
1: lemonade, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, Not when his dick gets exposed, uh, Peter will be like, you think I'm a freak? Like, the joke is, he thinks, like, having a big one means you're weird and people won't like you, and and she okay. likes
0: Yeah, and she has a stripper pole for practice in her room.
1: Yeah, and she's telling a story about how when somebody moved out, they just left it. I don't know. Is it funny?
0: It explains why it's there.
1: Oh, boy, I cannot wait till next episode, because we'll be watching a different film.
0: This movie really wore you down, huh? Is this <laughs> it? Is this the one that broke your back?
1: Well, the first time I saw it, I was like, this is not good at all. And then the second time I saw it, I was like, this is not good at all. But but at the time I'm getting to you seeing it, I'm like, oh, this is Yeah
0: we watched a few films on film rise. they have a couple of gems yeah, in there but that's right. for the most for the most part like they just grab whatever they can and and a lot of times it's just things that was released or wasn't released or was released somehow on somewhere but it wasn't like and then it shows up on film rise
1: now don't get me wrong there are some very funny things in this film but but they're in between the not funny things so right and 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 you do that to me, and then you don't give me a plot at all. What's
0: well, the adventures of?
1: So now oh, yeah, she's discovering the dick, and this is what he's been scared of. Maybe some lip balm. No. Oh. Oh, that. Don't don't make fun. Don't make fun. <laughs> don't make fun. Get these pants off. <sighs> Let me see this thing. <sighs> Cool. Oh Same
0: sound God. I make. Oh, oh there you go. God. Full frontal.
1: You think I'm a freak. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Super freak. But in a good way. In a very good way. Oh. Cool. Well, this scene is one of the few times they're not in the hospital. And Yeah, that's well, true. When I first saw it, I started thinking to myself, she has a very nice apartment filled with very nice things. How is it? Okay, now we have the Christmas party, and two things will happen. Um, Cindy Lee here will be encouraged to drink, and she will drink way too much, and she'll get crazy. Okay. The only other thing is Marlon will sleep with the head nurse, and she's a great actress in the scene, pretending... I'll ask you to turn up the sound at that point because she really should win an Oscar for her her you just believe her it's just a good it's a good acting
0: in like one I'm talking about so
1: don't be afraid
0: of a different get person get the other one.
1: going to be the actress I was talking about the head nurse what's in there oh my god
0: I wouldn't say this movie is long, but didn't this film start during the Halloween?
1: <laughs> what? I mean, it's
0: already Canadian Christmas.
1: Um, okay, so this film is like the last uh, semester of a doctor's life, and it Dave Thomas actually talked about that. That means it goes over the Christmas break or the last year. So there's two semesters. So they got to do the Christmas party, and he was really happy about that because he was like, "There's a lot I could do with that," and I did.
0: So this is the middle of the movie, then, because it's yeah. in between semesters.
1: Yeah. Well, they don't—they're not so good like that to be that. This, this there's there's about forty minutes left in this film. Christmas
0: with the Cranks was that that Dan Aykroyd was that, maybe that was after this. Maybe that's the most recent Dan Aykroyd film I've seen.
1: Let's see. Now, my Dan Aykroyd stuff is limited in my research because you know I'm so right. So I just have, like, that he was a member of the Order of Canada, that he was in Diamonds, which we saw. um, I don't know. In 99, he was in Gross Point Blank. I have that written down. Why? Why? I don't know it was
0: a good role he was funny in that that's that's when his listing listing banalities of bureaucracy while they murder people is funny because it's a ironic contrast
1: (laughs) yeah he wanted him to be in a union
0: right yeah all for health care and they would always sing popcorn memorable oh so now they're
1: introducing the band and he goes Dr. So-and-so, uh, Dr. Blah 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 on bass. And he goes, and for a limited time from intensive care, you know, and he says this patient's, you know, the drummer. Uh, doctor, I don't think that's right.
0: And I, I well, what would make you think that? He's doing Stephen Strange. This is what happened right before the accident.
1: Right. In this right, film, he went
0: to a pompous party and he drank, uh, drank up, and he talked about his hand surgery, mm-hmm. and then he got an accident where his hands got damaged, and then shaky, he went.
1: Yeah, they were super shaky, but Dave Foley won't have that. Uh He'll just—it's just more of him being a pompous ass. That's all. He he does that throughout this whole film,
0: and the comeuppance is—he is won't comeuppance. get
1: any comeuppance. You see this intern like hates him for his conceit and then they're going, now she was in senior trip too. She played a woman, a girl named Candy in senior trip. And I don't Mm -hmm. notice it from it. Her career was really, I don't know. She was in Stargate SG one in 97. She was in a bunch of stuff, but it's not impressive. In 2010, she was Lori Unger in the HBO Canada series living in your car um
0: wow thought was a documentary
1: psychotherapist Dr. Laura Keating in sci-fi's film you know in 2006 uh, she has lots of credits and none of them distinguish her
0: gotcha yeah oh they got the last laugh on her too
1: look he's Uh, now those those are the guys guys. we saw earlier so they're still showing their butt off now we're getting like she's super drunk and she's going to get more super drunk and then she'll start stripping
0: did she just order a martini and the guy's like no problem
1: right and she goes two more please and he goes no problem
0: no problem here you go just happened to have two martini glasses filled uh, there You you sure you want a martini or the punch? The punch is right on the camera. Turn
1: it up. This is very good. She's a very good actress. Thank you. Her name's Linda Boyd, and she's been in a bunch of stuff. Leave up the sound. Leave up the sound. What a good actress. <laughs> Leave it up. Oh, slowly roll. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It was a tittle. Oh, eye
0: yeah. Eye. She's. Oh, there's well, um, more.
1: They were both in I Spy together.
0: Now, would I spy the movie version that came out in the 2000s, or a TV version that came out more recently, or?
1: This was the Eddie Murphy star vehicle in 2002. It was a movie. And yes. uh, it was like his big break. That was the film that, that was his like highest, most successful film. Nowadays, he's in Hallmark movies. But um,
0: well, that's a step up from this film. Oh, she is tripping.
1: I guess it is. This I want hear the in Ian Einstein Thomas strip music. Out Girl. She was in Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. I bet you love that. Um, sure.
0: I can remember it.
1: She was For six seasons, she was on a CBS uh, a TV show called Republic of Doyle.
0: Right. I remember those six seasons. The Canadian Broadcasting System?
1: I think it was a re- just regular TV. She was on Thin Ice with Diane Keaton. She's the man in 2006. Wow. Final Destination, An Unfinished Life, About a Girl.
0: I must have seen her in all these films.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, she's like one of those people who plays, like she played Jennifer Lopez's boss, Owen Wilson's confidant, right. you know, Leslie Nielsen's wife. She's like always the the one you don't notice. I mean, you like her in the film, but you don't walk away thinking about her, you know? i remember the scene. Now Viv, who's the African-American guy there. Uh, yeah, he was in 2002. He was in, I spy. He was in, are we there yet? And the, you know, he was in hot tub time machine, but the little part, uh, the thaw with Val Kilmer, He was on Netflix, Lost in Space, as just one of the colonists. Um, But nowadays, he's in Hallmark films.
0: Yeah, a step up. I mean, uh...
1: so now, like, they're all hungover, and so the nurse is giving them, you know, IVs to hydrate them.
0: This is ridiculous. This movie never ends, Carl. It's like a runaway train. It
1: doesn't. It doesn't. And it's not going to get better. But our third act will be full of medical drama and emergencies. And that will kind of give us the vibe like it's a good film for a quick second.
0: How do you handle movies like this, Carl? I mean. Okay.
1: I just got my ad I was telling you about. Did you get one? Okay.
0: No, not yet. What should I do?
1: Go ahead, girl. Oh, nothing. Okay, my ad's over already. It was one of those seven-second ones. I think the audience is somehow going to get off with us, and I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, watch it on YouTube. Watch it on YouTube.
0: I'm at one o six o two three four.
1: Uh, one o. I'm at one o five. Darn it! Tell me again your time.
0: One o six thirteen
1: okay tell me when you're at 23 okay
0: sounds good 20 21 2 23
1: okay i am back in sync with you
0: great yeah they're all leaving the table and they left well because ar- Marlon
1: was being a real s- sexist pig like you were dancing naked and i missed it let me see your titties and she's like fuck you Marlon." and they leave And then Sexy Girl is like, oh, the girls are leaving. I guess that means I have to leave with them. And so she gets up and goes.
0: Yeah. She's like, okay, I'll show. Oh, no, they're leaving. I won't. This movie is great, Carl. What a great pick. Yeah, what
1: a great movie. Now we're getting a segment in which everyone's sleepy, tired from being overworked. And that will be our segment. And it doesn't lead anywhere. It doesn't do anything.
0: They got folders. Oh, what a nice kiss. Here you go. Time to make the donuts. We're all head over. Look at that hand. That's the joke. Oh, what more? Uh. <laughs> same so room
1: getting it over and over and over and over
0: it's the same room Carl they only yeah. shot in one room
1: now she goes I need someone to look at my breasts sometimes okay. it's funny most of the time it is not funny
0: you're jealous of the head wound guy at this point <laughs>
1: At least he's delirious. We comedic, comedic bit. Here comes another comedic bit.
0: Well, I, you know, I don't know if you know. I went to pre. I was pre med intern. Oh, were you? Yeah, I, I learned how to be a pre med intern. It was really interesting. Uh huh. They get paid. Oh, post face.
1: Lots of funny, I'm sleepy. Thi- okay, now oh, he is- goes, there's a guy with an erection. And so they're, you know, like one of those Viagra, too long erections. So they're like, I'll take the erection.
0: That's standing attention. They visit the same sleepy people, right? We've seen the same people sleeping in different locations.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, this film. Yeah, I know. So now we find out that, okay, this nurse, her big plan, her name's Carly, by the way, and she's in Hallmark movies nowadays, but she had a bit of a career. Carly Pope is her name, and she was in The Collector. She was in Suits. She was in Arrow, and nowadays she's in Hallmark. But she set us up before, like, she was going to be a nurse in Kenya, then she was going to move on to be a nurse in uh She mentioned some place in Europe, but she was going to travel the world as a nurse and she got her papers or whatever to go to Africa. But now she's like, but I kind of love you. So we're going to get a whole not moving romance thing here.
0: Are you a fan of those 70s movies about night nurses? You know, like the nurses.
1: I don't
0: know. It, it was Samuel Z. Arkoff. It was like these. Roger Corman made a series of new line cinema films where it was like The Naughty Nurses. And there was also <laughs> Stewardess movies. But it was a kind of a formulaic film where. I know
1: what you're talking about. Yeah. I guess I was not a fan of those. I don't think I've ever seen even one. I don't think I've seen any
0: of them. You know, the like. Naughty I've seen the night for it. Yeah. By day, they're Stewardess. By night, nurses. They have
1: sex. Um, Right. Dave Thomas, one of the serious bugaboos pet peeves of Dave Thomas is like other countries make a movie and then they send it to the United States. But what Canada does is it sends all its talent to the United States and the movies are made in the U.S. You know, he was like, we need to make movies here in Canada and then release them in the U.S., If we're going to have a serious film industry. I don't
0: think the government made Jim Carrey move to the United States.
1: No, LA did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's opportunity in the States. So that's what Dave Thomas is saying. What we need to do is have a strong, um, industry and let our movies be shown in the States. Now, um he's complaining he I already told you the thing like the government will give you 75 percent you got to come up with the other 25 percent that's really wrong he also says that the government funds the making of the film the distribution of the film but they don't fund the marketing so he got called to court to speak in front of the Canadian government why was this film a flop And he had to say, because you guys don't market it. You spent $250,000 on marketing. That's nothing. He says, you might as well put those into savings bonds and give them to your kids. You'll make more money that way. Really? The
0: government held a trial. Why was your movie not popular?
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Right. uh,
0: Piece of shit. I don't know. (laughs) Rude.
1: Oh, uh, exterior okay.
0: shot, hanging out, putting the chairs, feet on the chairs, usual hospital stuff. I'm so sick of this hospital and their Apple products. Yeah. It's an old school uh, computer.
1: Oh, yeah, it's Apple.
0: The actual hardware is in that dome. You just press a button on the dome and it lights up your, your monitor. Cool. Cool. This hospital they were going to demolish, huh?
1: Uh, No. It was being sold. So it was empty until it was after the sale. And so they got an opportunity.
0: Great. That explains uh, Dave Thomas's other movie. Chaos at the Sausage Factory. Uh, The Lunatics of the Abandoned Library. inanimate.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: Ontario Fire Station hijinks before demolition.
1: I wanted to find for you when he was in front of the uh, Canadian government defending himself, but I can't seem to find in my notes.
0: That seems like such a low blow to be uh, an artist write and direct and star in a movie and then you get money from the government and then have to go and explain to the government why it's a piece of work a piece Didn't, of
1: art yeah wasn't successful
0: oh look at all the organs how awful. awful
1: Yeah, we're going to have an awful scene now we're going to have Peter find out um that um uh uh, that Mike got a blowjob Not Mike Whatever Peter, He got a blowjob from from Sexy girl And then he's going to freak out about it And they're going to start throwing organs
0: oh. At each other
1: And that will kind of get him kicked out of school And that will lead us into our third act Where they save the day And don't get kicked out
0: uh, if they're going to be organ grinders, at least they gets the a little monkey.
1: <laughs> in 2005, writer-director Dave Thomas, testifying to the Canadian politicians at the House of Commons in Ottawa, blamed the failure on the movie because TVA Films' mishandling of the marketing campaign. They spent $250,000 on television advertising. It's about 20 spots. Right. It is nothing for a broad-based commercial movie. You might as well save the money. You might as well put it in bonds and give it to your children. The research house Decima surveyed Canada- Canadians, and ninety percent had not even heard of the film. So he's got a point. He's got a point. You do three. You do two legs of this three-legged table. You don't market the film, and then you want to blame. Okay, now I'm going to stop watching because they're doing... I'll let
0: you know when this is over. Thank is my you. First... Hey, what am I, chopped liver?
1: <laughs> what am I, whole liver? They're throwing hearts at uh, each other.
0: I've heard of kidney stones
1: passing, but this is ridiculous. Is my kidney passing? No. It's ridiculous. There's lots of Jane Doe cadavers over the years, and they... He's got a dead body as a human shield, oh, and okay. uh, they're basically throwing away years of research here because you can't use these organs anymore.
0: Oh, here comes here comes Dave Thomas. Ready?
1: Yep. And he's like, "What? The fuck! Uh oh!
0: Oh, this guy. Yep." Come in, John.
1: Now, this guy is Sam Rubinick, and he plays the father. Um, you know, we saw the mother, and now the mother's a gynecologist. Now, I was introduced this to this guy by um Frazier. He was like a character on Frasier for a time, but he was also, I loved him in Unforgiven." He would write the comic books.
0: Wait, Unforgiven, the, the the Clint Eastwood Western?
1: Yes, he was sold as a novel. Like, I'm a writer. And they would always say, what, letters and such? And you go, no, books. And then you would see the book as a comic book.
0: Oh, gotcha. It's been a while.
1: So he was in Against All Odds. He was in Wall Street. He was in Bonfire of the Vanities. He was in Nixon and True Romance. He's been out there. He is sure, totally Canadian. Now this is interesting he was born in a refugee camp in germany where his father ran a yiddish repertoire theater company so he comes from a strong like jewish theater tradition and he was raised in ontario and he um and he kept up that tradition Canadian Broadcasting Corporation actor when he was young. So basically, they find out they're going to get expelled for fucking around with the organs. And so the father is there to like do a payoff and save his son. So the son is like, fuck that, I quit. But then there's like an emergency bus crash and everyone's in the ER. So he forgets that he quits and just goes down to help because he's helping people and that will save the day. And we're heading into our third act, but don't get under the illusion that we're out of here yet. This is just our no, setup. I'm, a lot of
0: no delusion. There. Trust me, even though you're telling me the third act is coming, that means we're <laughs> still in the second act.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 So we he's playing hardball with them. Like, you guys, if you guys take the blame and let my kid go, I'll make sure that you still have careers in medicine because I'm a powerful motherfucker. Look at my eyes! Oh. Uh, to which, yeah, in the was... end, Marlon will be like, look in my eyes! He goes, okay, we won't be doctors, but we'll always be men.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean... I I wish there was a sequel, White Coats Two.
1: Why? The day after. (laughs) Why stop? Why we did it? We did it. He didn't have any. What are you talking about? It was my fault. I started it.
0: Don't they reek of like all uh, organs?
1: Look at my eyes yeah don't they reek of blood and hey how come they know we don't see the splatters on them and stuff they must have
0: changed the scrubs don't yeah, mention the word scrubs in front there. of director dave thomas though a little sensitive
1: it was my idea first scrubs now, what I don't get is they go out into the hall and they agree to do the deal. Then they come in and do the deal. And then when they're on, the, on their way out, they're like, we're not doing the deal. It doesn't make any sense how it flipped. There's no story otherwise at this point. There is no story. What we're doing here is making a brand new story so we can have a third act. That's what we're doing. Right. That's what they're doing. What's supposed to happen in a film is there's a hero and this hero wants a goal. And then by the end of the film, he's decided he doesn't want that goal and he wants more. He wants something bigger and better like love or uh, your integrity, something like that. But that doesn't happen in this film. We don't get set up with the goal and then in the end... We just get comedic bits and then we get a setup for sec three he goes i'm still cashing this check he goes you idiot i'll just cancel the check he goes is there no integrity
0: (laughs) oh back hanging out the commissary
1: yeah and he goes i've quit now, I forget what it is. I think it's a bus crash. Why don't you turn it up and we'll hear what is it is. The- wait a
0: minute. He's going to quit in the commissary and then they're going to be like, hey, guys, there's a bus
1: crash. Right. Right. Yeah, I wish my dad would do that
0: for me. Who cares about your dad? All right. Your dad is a
1: douchebag. <laughs> so what do you want to do first? Go get drunk or register for welfare? Huh, why not both? Out and he's quitting now. Look, she is weird. He's like, What's the big deal, guys? She's like completely inappropriate and has no payoff.
0: Did she just say, well, Let's get laid? I'm not following
1: it. Yep, yep. It's bad writing. She's like out of left field saying, What's the big deal, guys?
0: Well, and then this scene will end with. Radar getting on the phone, paging Mike Hunt.
1: <laughs>
0: bus crash. What about okay, Doctor Mike it's Hawk? It's okay. Do you like him? No,
1: can get here. Let's move. Oh. Well, I seventy
0: six car pile up according to the. the oh, Post okay, answer. that's
1: what it was.
0: So it was a bus and seventy five other vehicles
1: i guess so 75 car pile up they're all coming in
0: that's a lot of fucking people jesus christ 76 car pile up how is that possible i see one car hitting another car then maybe a third car hitting that car
1: well
0: like in grand theft auto when you throw like a grenade in the freeway
1: So now we're not going to get a series of comedic bits. We're going to get a series of serious bits in which they're saving this one, they're saving that one, and the tone of our film is completely, well, not. it's always been all over the place, but they will continue the tradition of having the tone of the film all over the place because now they're um, that show ER instead of Scrubs
0: doesn't this film deserve to have the ER moment? Like, any kind of comedy, they need this gravitas to kind of
1: No, show. it does not deserve. No. You have a film. The film has a tone, and you play out your... Otherwise, you confuse your audience, and you make them feel emotionally weird. Huh. No, but I mean, imagine if you were watching The Notebook... And then there was uh, like a, a Surf 2 kind of gross out scene. It, they don't go. You need a right, wrong yeah. to your film in order for the audience to be satisfied. Turn it up. You'll hear no jokes. Go ahead. Turn it up. White is right. Black Black
0: is beautiful. All right. okay.
1: that is hilarious
0: he gets like that's cool like they get to do the doctor oh remember that scene where he threw up on and dropped the clamp in there Not yes. happening.
1: no mask no masks
0: no mask they don't have time carl
1: they have gloves I think I oh, I can about this film. This is interesting. There's a woman. I don't know who it is. Her name's Ray Rochelle Lowen, but her right. credits in the script is buxom nurse. That's her character.
0: Oh, well, God That's- bless.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh mike barnard peter Oldring. he was in deep impact he was in infinite he was in he played farrah fawcett's gay assistant in the television film hollywood live wife wives. i'm 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 i think i'm done telling you about this
0: okay well, Carl, let's let's talk about movies we like that take place in hospitals I, okay can i recommend a movie yes it's called britannica hospital i saw it my father's early 80s film about uh a hospital is a parody of British hospitals okay it had Malcolm McLaren uh Dowell and it had uh uh Mark Hamill uh, was in it and it was like a day of the life and this doctor was creating like a Genesis uh project and these people wanted to tear it down and it was really funny like that movie I liked this is no Britannica Hospital
1: I can't find a pen to write it down so I'm going to put it in my cell phone. Should I see okay. it? You're yeah, suggesting yes. But it's a hot really
0: hot and it's all over the place but it never stops being funny <laughs> and it never stops being a, a satire and a really sharp parody. Like cuz they have all these different classes, you know, it's a British class comedy uh, parody. It's just really funny. There's a strike in the hospital, the rich people get better treatment. You know, there's a now DJ
1: Now we find out that Dan Aykroyd is not, he's a PhD, not a doctor. They're like, good thing you're here, doctor. You got to help. And he goes, I'm a doctor like Dr. Phil is a doctor. I am happy. I know you'll do a good job. I am not a crook. Now, in the Carry On films, there was Carry On Nurse. I never saw it, but apparently that's another hospital film.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh Young Doctors in Love, Gary Marshall parody of uh soap operas from the early 80s, one of the first ABC motion
1: picture movies. Now, here we have a moment of comedy. She goes, like, she's like, Am I gonna die? And he goes, Well, actually, there is a seven percent chance in this procedure you will die. And then the you know, Mitzi is like, You're not gonna die.
0: that it, ew, yep, boner. And they
1: don't give you any warning
0: oh what a mistake carl what a big boner that was